Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. We're officially on episode 20 of the show. I'm here today with Liz from LizTeresa.com. Liz Teresa is a web designer and copywriter for entrepreneurs and small businesses. She hosts her own podcast available on iTunes called Liz on Biz, where she interviews entrepreneurs about their stories and advice for budding businesses. Liz is the creator of Concept to Creation, her flagship branding and web design program in which she blends her roles as a strategist, website designer slash developer, and copywriter. I can't wait to chat with Liz about writing compelling copy on sales pages. Let's dive right in. Hi, Liz. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here, and I cannot wait to chat more about writing effective sales page copy with you. So before we dive in, um, tell me a little bit about yourself and your business, and then just how you got started doing it all. I would love to. And thank you so much for having me. I, like I was saying before, I'm super passionate about copywriting, but especially for sales pages, because I know that they're really, they're totally a pain point. They're a pain in the butt when you think about making one, but you're also like, man, I need the money. So it's a great (laughs) topic. um, And I'm excited to dive into that. And thank you for asking me to tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, To give you an idea, I am from the Boston area. And I always start with that because I'm definitely a homebody. I have I've traveled a lot. I used to be married to somebody in the Air Force, in fact, and so I've like seen half of America, actually like really like 25 of 50 states, which I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like I want to see all of them, but not yet. Um, And now that that person and I are no longer together. So then I ended up moving back to Boston and I, I love it here. I just got remarried and I also just turned 30. So that's about my personal side. Um, professionally, I'm a copywriter and I'm also a web designer. I, um, I typically work with women entrepreneurs. They're usually in service-based businesses and I've been doing it since 2011. So I got some, got some good years under my belt. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, most of the people I talk to are like semi new, like 2015 or later. So it's good to talk to someone who has been in the online space for a long time. Yeah, my, my business has some crow's feet coming in, so <laughs> it's been fun, though. Yeah, no, I mean, I've technically been online for a really long time because I, I started blogging in the days of Zynga and all those live journal type things. Oh, um, yeah. Of course, it was, like, super personal and not not technically, like, blogging. It was just, like, sharing a diary. But I've been around, too, but just not as a business owner, just kind of on the internet creeping around. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you creep too. I just thought it was me. No, I'm just <laughs> no. <laughs> no, seriously though. I'm like a pro creeper, which is really embarrassing to admit. Pro creeper. <laughs> Add that to your Twitter bio. <laughs> yeah, like, I think people will be like, host, mm. professional creeper. And then they'll be like, um, I don't know if I want to be on this show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, I'm really excited to chat about sales pages today. I know, um, I personally struggle with writing them and that's something that I could always use help with. So I imagine I'm not the only one. (laughs) Um, Mm. And I think a lot of us make it a lot harder than it needs to be um, because every time I have written a sales page, it was when I had a business coach and she would edit it and she would only give me like a couple of 
marks. Like, and then everything else was, she's like, oh, this is good. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm underestimating my ability to write. But Mm -hmm. to me, it just seems harder than it actually ends up being in the long run. So in your opinion, how important do you think sales pages are in terms of, you know, launching a service course or other type of digital product? I feel like when you're, whenever you're launching something, what I like people to think of it like, it's like you're introducing something to the world and to people that you care about, not just like, you know, the anybody, but Mm -hmm. like these people are your fans. And so it's kind of like bringing a guy to meet your parents, like that you want to like date, right? Mm -hmm. You want him to make sure that he's dressed right, that he doesn't say anything too embarrassing. um, And that like he brushes his teeth that day. And I want you to think about your products and services, like in the same kind of a light. So of course, like a sales page, yes, it should be pretty. So it should dress right. Um, It should, it should communicate effectively and not sound like totally weird or uncomfortable. Like you want to make sure your language is really, really on point. And I don't have the equivalent of brushing your teeth for a sales page, but I mean, it should, I guess, yeah, (laughs) keeping it clean. Let's call it that. Yeah. Making sure that, you know, you're, you're not being overly wordy because sometimes when, you know, you're writing in a way that like makes you really uncomfortable, you feel a need to over explain, Mm -hmm. Um, but making sure that you're choosing the, the correct words um, which means being concise, and concise is also one of my favorite words ever, which just means like when you're being concise, you're using as few words as possible, but these words are totally amazing words. They're, these words can speak for themselves. So your design could be total garbage, but don't let it be, but it could <laughs> be. But as long as you're saying the right stuff, I want people to be like, the words are really going to get your people going, ooh, this is for me. Like, that's what you want them to feel. Yeah. And I've noticed that whenever people don't have like nicely designed sale pages, but they still have like good copy, it's still, I'm still like, okay, I want this product. But if I see just a flashy page and then the copy isn't there, it's not like, it's not something that I'm interested in buying. Cause it's like, okay, well you designed a really nice page, but what you're communicating to me is not really selling me on what you're trying to. So, um, I think it's really important to have good copy. Of course, design is super important as well, but copy is like the king in terms of getting people to actually hit the purchase button. I agree. And I I kind of, I think that's also a relief to people that are not designers. I think it's way harder to just like be like, design your own sales page. I think that's harder (laughs) than it is to write your own sales page because at least you know English. Like, you know, like you have access to language. You don't have to like code or like know Canva very well or Photoshop. Um, So that's the relief about copy. Yeah. Um, And I love to make it easier for my clients because I know it can feel like, you know, just a big to do. Yeah. And for me, I, I usually write my own copy, but I outsource design because I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to try to figure out how to code <laughs> this, but someone needs to make it look at least somewhat pretty <laughs> so that people are at least, you know, thinking, okay, this is a nice looking page. Now what's, what's the content like um, right. prior to making a purchase? But yeah, for sure. Copy is so, so important. So and sales pages, what are some of the must haves on a sales page? Like what do you need to include to make people want to hit that buy button? I love this question and I'm going to try to make it as easy as possible because instead of just saying lots of stuff needs to be on your sales page, because it's true, (laughs) you do need lots of stuff on your sales page. I'll try to list out some of the most important components that you just absolutely can't miss. Um, 
And I also want people to think, I think when people think about sales pages, I just want to address that like people think that they have to be an eternity long because sales pages have a, I would say like a reputation for being really, really long form. Mm -hmm. um, and I say, I would say it's my preference to be selective with your language and that it's going to be long, but it, you don't want to just aim for long. You want to aim for interest. And so like, <laughs> If after me telling you what to do on it, you're like, it's only one page in Microsoft Word, put that out of your head and let it go for now. Um, and let the words speak for themselves first. Uh, and so quality over quantity is like what I wanted to say first as like a tip, just yeah, in general. Sure. Um, as far as like what needs to be there, of course, the name of the product needs to be mm -hmm. there. And also, I want the branding of this product, which is speaking a little bit to design, but it is important to note. I want people to know it is you and it's like your product. Uh -huh. So if you are a personal brand, make sure that like you are integrated into the way that this, this information product is branded. So that way people aren't like, where did I come from? Was I abducted by aliens? Like you don't want this sales page to look like it's not like at least the cousin of your website. Yeah. Like you want it to be like, you want it to be cool, but that's like a very important thing. So obviously the name of the product, um, if the name of your product is very clever, mm -hmm. um, I want you to remember clarity over cleverness wins every time. Mm -hmm. So like if you're very committed to being like, like having a name for something and let's just say, Oh gosh, I want to name a product that doesn't exist. I'm just trying to be creative right now on the spot. It's hard. Okay. <laughs> let's say, yeah. Okay. Let's say you invented something. Um, and it's a digital product that teaches people how to ooh clean their ring. Cause I, like I said, I got married <laughs> and maybe you want to call it like the, like the, the, the blinger. Okay. okay. What a cool name. And you're like, Oh, I'm so clever. Cause like people that are cool say bling, right? And this is what you're telling yourself. And you're like, everybody's going to buy it. People come to your page and then like, they're like, Oh, this page is so prettily designed. And like, Oh, I know that it's this person's, but if it doesn't explain what it does, at least having like a subtitle, this yeah. is what I'm getting at that explains what your product is, um, is so important if you're going to be very clever with your name. Or ideally, if you're about to name your product or service for the first time, pick a name that really is what it is. Mm -hmm. So like, that is definitely wicked good advice. Keeping it simple um, and not trying, if you just take it away from trying to impress someone, um, it will, it, the product will speak for itself. And then as familiarity grows, if you ever want to rebrand it, you know, have, have a merry time, <laughs> you know, renaming it the blinger. But yeah, that is another good point. Um, and then I think the most important thing about the copy in general, and please interrupt me because I get very talky when I talk <laughs> no, about copy, um, is you want to make sure people know it's for them. And so okay. that experience I shared with you where like, you know, like you're, it's the introduction of this product to the world, but not just the world. It's to the, the people that are your fans and you want your fans to know that you made this for them. And so that means using words where they're going to be like, Oh, sh she made that for me. Oh, she's talking about me. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, this is for me. And then they keep getting closer to their computer all creepy. Like I'm getting close <laughs> to the camera. I'm like, it's for me. Here I come. Like, that's how you want people to feel. Um, and that has to do with an exercise. I usually have people do an exercise to start using the right words for their people. And I call it the idgies. And I made it up. It's not like real. Like if you Google it, you'll never find it. Like <laughs> I only tell it on podcasts and in courses, but essentially it's called the I totally get you exercise. So I T G Y. So it's the uh -huh. IG exercise. And what you do is you just kind of start a prompt and think of it like Mad Libs, except for professional people. And you write, I totally get you where you is your target audience. You know, 
have a really, really dirty ring and you want to clean that up. Like, I totally get you want your ring to be better than all your friends' rings. You know, I totally get that you love your ring, but it, maybe it's not as shiny. Like, think of all their pain points that have to do with the product that you're selling. Mm-hmm. And I want you to just write it so that way they're going, oh my God, that's, that's me. That's this ring. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, I want people to be like, oh, it's, they're talking about me. And it's not going to be quite that dramatic. Like, mm-hmm. but you aim for the drama. Yeah, of And course. like, you... You want them to be like, that's just what I was thinking when I saw that thing that's going to fix my ring. Oh my gosh, I'm rhyming a lot. Bling, ring, thing, (laughs) ring. It's very funny. Um, But yeah, that's the first language that needs to be on your page. So we have your title of the product, your your subhead, um, some way that it's branded and connected to you. But of course, then the first part of your copy is actually not going to be talking about the product. We'll get to that, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about, you know, this is for the woman who has a ring but is like, ew, but I wish it were prettier. Like, you know, just make it up. Like, get this language out there. And I usually, I have people write like 25 itchies. Like I have them do an absurd amount and then just pick their favorites. Uh Because it's just, it's also, it's like a really good exercise to get your head inside of your target demographic and to get you feeling like, like, like you get them. So as you write the rest of this other stuff, because there is more copy to come, but you're thinking about this person the whole time because you've taken the time at the beginning of writing your sales page to get to in their head, to be yeah. like, to understand, you know, what makes them itch. The itchies help you understand what makes people itch. Oh, I made that up <laughs> just now. I've never said that before, but it's kind of true. No, I mean, um, I totally agree with that because yeah. whenever I write my sales pages, that's what I start with. I, cause of course I do my market research and make sure that I know who exactly I'm trying to target before even sitting down to write. So I'll be like, have you ever dot, dot, dot. And then it's like a list of bullets of like things that people will resonate with so that once they're done reading, they're like, all right, ready to purchase. Yeah. It jazzes them up. It like yeah. makes their heart go boom, 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 boom. Yeah, like exactly. they're, they're like ready to purchase by the end of the page. Hopefully maybe they might need a couple more emails, but the page definitely gets them, you know, excited about it for sure. And at least keeps them, it keeps them engaged because people like hearing about themselves. Yeah. Like it's yeah, totally it's, either, it's true. You know? we're, we're selfish and we just want to, we want something that benefits us. We're not going to purchase something that we don't feel like is going to improve our life in some way. It's the same reason why I think people like personality quizzes and people flip to the back of Cosmo without reading the entire thing. Cause they're like, you know, what nail polish color am I? Yeah. Like, you know, or like, which pretty little liar am I? Like, and then you are like, oh yeah, I love this color. Or you're like, oh, no, I, got, I got the ugly color, you know? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, that's like, people love that stuff. So yeah, just for the same reason, like you said, it's, it's about definitely like speaking their language. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next thing that I would say that you'd want to address is you want to say, okay, well, like that's where this comes in. It's kind of like a line. You could even say, well, that's where I come in. That's why I created this product. And you don't have to sound like a used car salesman or like really, really cheesy, but really just saying, you know, enter product, enter your solution. Here's your solution. And then what I think is helpful is it's good to explain how your product is actually going to solve the problems. Yes. So we've listed their problems and they're like, yeah, this problem, man, it's stressing me out. They're like getting hot flashes. They're but like, what how do I actually like fix it? You know? Yeah. You raise the stakes and then you have to show your meat and potatoes to, uh-huh. the, to the audience. And then they're like, Oh, okay. And then they're like, I'm drinking this Kool-Aid. I'm seeing, I'm going to see where this goes. And that's kind of where you can start. You get like invited to start 
talking about it. So how, that's where you want to educate people how it's going to solve the problem and why this route. Like maybe there's a few routes that somebody could go to solve their problem, but why you? And if you're a personal brand, I think that's where we tell a little bit about your story. So like if you're selling an information product and like maybe maybe not the blinger because that got a little goofy. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe you're selling a product that teaches people how to be more engaged with their audience on social media. But like, of course they could buy this product from a bunch of people that do social media services. Um, this is where you're like, well, why you? And yeah. like, maybe there's something right. in your story. <laughs> exactly. What sets you apart? Why do people, and like, if that's a harder question to answer, sometimes it's really like a good idea to talk to some of your favorite clients. And I say favorite, cause like everybody's got them. <laughs> so talk to some of your favorite clients and say, okay, well, like, what do you like about me? And then like, see what they say. And then you might notice a common thread in some mm -hmm. of your favorite people. What, what, what's, what makes that relationship so wonderful is usually why you're so wonderful and like why they stay, for yeah. example. Makes sense. Um, so yeah, basically, cause like, so we start, we raise the stakes, then we show them steak, we show them the product, we show them the, the meat and potatoes. We explain how we solve this, right? And why, why you, like, you know, why this product? Um, and that's when you get into the nitty gritty. So this is where you actually explain what the product is. And I call it the nitty gritty, cause it's really like, you know, what are the specs about the product? I mean, if it's a physical thing, what does it smell like, weigh like, how much does it weigh, like, what does it feel like, um, you know, what are the tech specs, if it's a piece of software, if it's an information product, um, and it's a course, maybe, like, what's your curriculum? The modules. Give all that information, the modules, um, yeah, and then, like, don't just say, like, chapter one, Facebook. What about Facebook? Yeah, what Feel are free to be learn? very specific. Yeah. yeah. People sure. sometimes get weird fun. about being specific there. Like, well, people get afraid because I think that they're like, well, if I say too much and like the sales page will give away all the information. And I'm like, no, yeah. cause they'd still buy it from you. And I think other people are still <laughs> like concerned, like, well, I don't really want my competitors to know what is all in my course. Cause they're just going to, you know, find where I have holes and make theirs better, you know? So oh man, noticed. <laughs> people that copy you, I had one girl copy my whole like Instagram bio and like tried to like have my logo. And it was just like, I gotta be honest. There was maybe a hair part of me like, small that I was like mad, but then I was like, Oh my God, I'm cool enough to be copied. And right? I kind of left it at that. And then I, she stopped eventually. <laughs> I had someone copy my um, my sales pages for my services, and it was just like blatant down to the prices. They just changed the name of the packages because if you didn't, it was like super duper obvious because they were like mm. fun, funky, creative things that were like, you know, that I had with my copywriter. She like came up with them. Yeah. So it was just like, she had to change those. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be like, okay, this is glaringly obvious, but it was like pretty obvious. And I was just like, okay. Well. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I your choice to call people out. Like I've had a client, I had a client who got copied by somebody and she always, she calls everybody out who does it. And she, man, she makes them pay. She's tough, right? Like, so like I wouldn't mess with her, <laughs> but like, yeah. So, I mean, she just, I mean, but usually they stop like when. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I, I didn't stop. have the guts to do it. I like contemplated, but I was just like, she's a little scared. Is it really worth it? You know, like I'm still getting clients. No one's accusing me of copying her. That would be the bad part. Like, no, this that is would be the bad part. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, um, you know, I was just like, I'll eh, just let it go. So I think it's kind of, well, it comes from the insecurity about writing. People think that 
like, oh, like, I don't know what I would say. So I'll just find somebody that I think does it really well. And I'll just take that. Yeah. People can smell a liar a mile away. So like, that is definitely not a route. It's a route that like somebody might, that's listening might be tempted to take if they're like, well, maybe if I just reword it, nope, sorry, we'll still sound like the other person. Yeah. Or at least it won't sound like you. It'll sound like a weird robot clone of you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I understand like having inspiration, like, you know, looking at something and saying like, okay, this is what this person is saying, but this is where they're lacking and where I need to kind of fill those gaps. But yeah, like, cause I've, I've looked at other people's content before and it's like, you know, analyzed it and said like, okay, well, this is where it's lacking and this is where I can pick it up just Mm. because it's something I wanted to do too. And it's like, I wanted to make it unique so that it had all that necessary elements, including whatever yeah. the person lacked. But yeah, it was just like more so to kind of see. Structure. Yeah, see where um, they were missing out, where I could fill in those holes. I understand. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, I, I kind of think it's about, I think as long as, yeah, as long as you can feel good about it, you're in the good. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. long as you're not like just changing a word here and there. It's yeah. Using it as like, oh, like, like you said, structure and outline, like, okay, this is what I need to include. And this is what they didn't include, but was already on my list. So I'm going to include that too. Hmm. And then the last, I do the last three things for mm-hmm. a sales page. And so that's your testimonials, of course. Uh, the call to action, and then FAQs. So these are very like left brain, I would consider easy things to write. Yeah. Cause like, well, testimonials, you don't have to write them. Um, but (laughs) I like to have people do video testimonials. Like that's like my favorite thing ever. Cause I feel like people like, it's just easier for people to watch things and like prospective clients really love that I have video testimonials. Yeah. Um, so those are like always awesome. Um, and then call to action does happen at the end, but like I would add a skip to sign up button somewhere like developmentally on the page. So like when you actually build your page, having the ability to skip to the the part where people can actually give you money is always a good idea. Yeah. Um, so, like sign me up. I, I don't need to read anymore. I don't want to scroll. Just sign yeah, me up. Sometimes people, like you said, like sometimes they'll read it and then maybe they need some nudges and then they come back. Like it's good to have the ability to pe- for people to skip to the part where they can give you their wallet, you know, yeah. like take it all. Like that's what you <laughs> Make want it people to be able to do. Easy as possible for people to find that button. <laughs> exactly. And then just FAQs and FAQs made to address like, those buts, right? Like, so like, if you think about having a sales conversation, for example, like what, where, where do people protest? Like, what are the common things that they say? Like, oh, like I need to talk to my husband and see what he has to say. Sometimes I hear that. Like, you know, I've heard that before too. And I'm like, oh no. So address that stuff. I even, I would address that at an FAQ. That would actually be pretty funny. Like, (laughs) like how I could answer that question and be like, show him this page. Like, (laughs) show him the sales page. See if he he likes it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, those, that's definitely all the components. Um, As far as like approaching the actual act of writing, to get away from looking at everybody else or like wondering how you sound or worrying about length. I always like to have people or a really good way to get out of your head that way is like to write a letter to your friend. Like, so actually like go to your Gmail or something Mm -hmm. and write a letter to like your best friend explaining what your product is. And you'll find that the way you describe it to your best friend is it's really unique. It opens up your mind. So you're a little bit more creative and loose with your writing. Um, And that's where you're going to find really good nuggets that you can kind of put into all these different parts of the, the actual page. 
Like, as far as, like, this is, like, being the structure, but I love the the friend. That's smart. I've never heard of that before, and it it makes sense because, you know, usually that your best friend is not the person that does the exact same thing as you, you know, like, my best friend's lawyer, and she's not going to understand. (laughs) You you have to break it down into simpler terms, but still make it compelling. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, my best friend, Andrea, like, I'm, like, it's just her name, like, now you know, like, Andrea, (laughs) like, you knew her, but I just (laughs) talked to her today, and I was telling her about something that was going on with a client. As I was telling her, she's, like, well, what happened? And I'm, like, man, like, I was, like, we're working on a sales page, right? And I was telling her about the whole thing that happened, and I was, and she was, like, what's a sales page? And I was, like, oh, wow. So it's, like, like, yeah, you you have to over, it's, like, you over explain, but (laughs) the great thing about over explaining is that it's going to make you use simpler language like you were getting at. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and when my friend's explaining lawyer stuff to me, I, it's like gibberish to me. So it's, it makes sense that, you know, things that are easy to you are going to be more difficult for other people who aren't necessarily in your shoes at that moment. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. So in turn, you talked about video a little bit, but I've noticed people were starting to do more video intros in addition to text. Do you think that is, beneficial to like actually have that person's face like on the sales page like a talking head like here's what the product is and kind of like make a little more lifestyle video I've noticed that on a couple bigger um entrepreneurs pages and I think it's effective but it's just I don't I've never experienced it before um is that I would say make sure you have an objective like when you do it and don't stress about making it like super long Uh uh, but that I think people gravitate to video because they don't want to read all the time. Yeah. And it also adds the heartbeat, the human heart to a yeah. page. Yeah. It's like, you're like, for me, whenever I do see video, it makes me more compelled because it's like, mm. okay, this person is actually a person. They're not just someone writing copy behind yeah. the screen. It just, yeah. You, like you said, you make them more human. So yeah. I love that. That's yeah. a great idea. Um, so what is your number one tip for writing sales pages? Like the non-negotiable, like this is what will make your life easier when you're sitting down to write a sales page? Um, well, definitely the friend trick, but okay. I would also add um, to make your language really simple after you kind of write your first draft, uh-huh. read it out loud and it's going to sound dumb, but like you got to do it because as you read it out loud, I want you to like look for parts that make you kind of flinch or get a little itchy, right? Not Mm -hmm. itchy, like itchy, like we talked about, but like actually itchy. So like if you say something and you're like, oh, that sounds weird, just highlight it and move on as you're doing your read through. Um, But because any words you trip up on, you're probably using words that are too hard. Yeah. And when people are reading that, they're probably, because, you know, they're not reading out loud, but still when they're reading, it may not. Yeah. It's not, it's not always going to resonate with them. Those are the parts where you actually lose people in the act of reading is where like, as you're reading out loud, like if you're like, you know, the loquacious entrepreneur would, would buy this because and you're like, wow, loquacious entrepreneur. (laughs) Goes and Googles. (laughs) Goes, Googles, loquacious, forgets about sales page <laughs> like oh okay, that's a cool word but I, I didn't know what that means all right buy sales page yeah buy sales page and of course loquacious being like a very hard word but like I mean it could be any word like I, I think I used the word even just thinking about the word opportunity for example yeah. right this is a word we use in sales copy pretty often but like opportunity or chance yeah like, I'd rather um, take a chance than yeah. take an opportunity yeah exactly that makes sense Yeah, that's a great tip. Okay, well, let's dive into the portion of questions that I ask everyone that is a guest on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? 
my favorite part, well, so what it means to me, oh gosh, I'm like, my favorite part. <laughs> what it means to me is I love the lifestyle. That's definitely what made me gravitate to choosing entrepreneurship. I like being my own boss. I had a really bad boss um, when I was in graduate school. Mm-hmm. I worked for Bridgewater State University where I got my master's and I had a really bad boss there. And so I like won't be like, this is who it was. And I also <laughs> love my alma mater. So I'm not going to like get into it. But yeah, it made me like, I was like afraid of potential bosses. I did look for jobs after I got my master's and my master's was in English, which is like big shocker, I'm sure. <laughs> but like, I remember looking for jobs and it was a terrible economic downturn. And then it was because I wanted to do um, marketing and copywriting for a small business. And then my mom was like, oh, you should just go do it anyway. <laughs> and then I kind of realized how wonderful to kind of be able to choose who I get to work with. And so that's like my favorite part is definitely the freedom. Mm-hmm. And the freedom of choice of who to work with and the freedom of the kind of work that I do, which is something that I think we need to remind ourselves about, that we're really lucky that like, if we suddenly hate doing something that we're doing, just stop doing it. Yeah. You can switch it up. It doesn't, you, you don't have up. to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a lot of, that's something we do forget a lot. Cause it's like, but I'm good at this, but it's like, but if it doesn't make you happy, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You might as well go back to hating your nine to five. <laughs> yeah. It. Take your business out of a box that you put it in is something yeah. that somebody said to me once. I had, a, I had somebody on my podcast who was, um, her name is Megan Hale. And she yeah, said, God. she was all about unboxing your business. She's like a spiritual life coachy person. But like, mm-hmm. I think she could be a business coach or maybe she does that too. I'm not <laughs> even sure. Like, which is bad. But like, I remember she said, take your business out of the box. Oh and like, God. let it be what it wants to be, you know? Yeah. No, it makes total sense. But I think a lot of us, even though we are free spirited because we went on this entrepreneurial journey, it's still something that we're not sure about in that way. We're like kind of hesitant. Hesitant. Like, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. how I am at least. It's like, even though I don't work a traditional nine to five anymore, there are things that I'm like, I want to keep pretty standard and, you know, in the box mm. because it's scary to venture out of your box. We're creatures of habit, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? This can be like a digital thing, an app, or even Mm -hmm. just like a paper planner or anything, something that just really helps aid you with your business. Oh, I have something here I can show you. Oh, cool. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I'm on video too. (laughs) I made this. It's a weekly content planner. And so I, I did this also because, like, I love to draw. So, like, I'm a definitely a doodling person. Um, but basically what it does for me is it helps me come up with things to post every day. Because, like, I mean, I obviously I create content all the time. But, like, doing it for myself can be such a challenge. Yeah. So when I created, like, a loose template for me to follow just Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. and every day says something like Monday, it's like I post the podcast. And then Tuesday I do a testimonial, like, where somebody says something nice about me. Um, Wednesday, I show a a website I made recently. Thursday, I write my newsletter, which I need to be better about. Um, but Friday (laughs) I do, I usually do a Facebook live. So like every day I do something. Yeah. um, That's really cool. Yeah. It makes my life easier. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I wish I had, I mean, I kind of do have something like that, but (laughs) following it is a different story. Oh, following (laughs) it is a different story for sure. Yeah. And cause I do social media, so I I get a lot in my clients' businesses, and then mine just is like, bye, girl, see you later. Like, I'll <laughs> yep. in a few months when I have some extra time. Yep, been there. I try, I mean, I try to make extra time for my business, but yeah. um, it doesn't always happen. I try to like take a day per week to just work specifically on my own stuff, but some weeks it happens, other weeks 
not so much, but yeah, no, that's really cool. Like those editorial calendar things really help keep you on track. I think if you're, if you're able to follow it, if you're able to follow it and some of the ones that like, if you Google editorial calendar, I think they're so hard. Cause like a lot of them are like spreadsheets and like plan every month for 2018 now. And I was like, who can plan 2018 now? Like, I don't even know, like, what will I be like in 2018? <laughs> I mean, I haven't even started. It's just yeah. weird. I, I do mine by quarter, so it's not yeah. daunting, but it's like Q1. And then I, like eventually within Q1, I'll start planning Q2 um, in terms of like editorial content. Because if I plan too far in advance, it's like, okay, who knows what's going to be happening in December yeah. 2018. Like, you know, you may not even have the same direction in your business that you do now. So Exactly. Yeah. So I try to do it by quarters because like, okay, nothing, not that much is going to change in three months, but... 12 right. Months. But a year you're like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Weird. Yeah. So, but who is your go-to business resource? Like the person that you just like, they inspire you and they just, you just feel like they have like all the answers to the questions that you have. You know, I had, I, she's not my business coach anymore, but I consider her like a mentor mm-hmm. for sure to me. Um, her name is Andrea Owen and she wrote a book called, um, your kick-ass life or, and then she has another book called raise hell. Okay. She's just really cool. She's like a life and business coach. I found her just because one of my clients was like crazy about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime, like anytime I have a question about really anything, like even now, and I think it's just because we've established a relationship, but now I even do web services for her. Like I do website stuff for her, which is awesome. Um, but like, I, yeah, I feel really lucky that I have her to go to. And she has really great content on her website. And of course, her books are amazing, though. And she has a podcast. So she's definitely easy to find. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I always love hearing about people's, um, you know, people who inspire them because it's always different. Like, of course, I hear some bigger names thrown around, but then I get to hear of new people like Andrea. I've never heard of her yeah. before. But now now I'm interested and want to go check her out. But it's always she's very cool just to get like different people because, you know, it seems like a small space, but it's really not. Cause like, you know, we probably do have some of the same people in common that, you know, we've heard of and we follow and things like that. But there are definitely people that, um, I've never heard of, and I'm sure my listeners have never heard of either. So it's really cool to get those new people. Um, so where can we find you? Like what's your Instagram and your website and things like that? And even your podcast. Cause I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I have a podcast. That's a great place to start because you're listening to this one now. So it's called Liz on biz. So L I Z on biz. And I, cause it rhymes. It's very definitely cleverness over clarity, but it's, uh, it's all about um, entrepreneurship and really where life intersects. And so there are tips and valuable insights for people that are starting or scaling their business people that want to just grow. Um, but what I really am emphatic about is I really, I really value storytelling because I think we learn more and we remember more from the stories that we hear than we do from sometimes just like tips and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's like, it's definitely a blend of both of those things. Kind of like this where you get to yeah. tell stories and yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's my favorite part. Like, of course I like asking questions and like kind of helping my audience explore different things. But at the same time, I love hearing people's stories and where they got started because that's where I really like, that's where it comes from. Like, Definitely. And it's got, that's the good stuff. Everybody's story is different. That's why it's like about pages. About pages are actually my favorite thing to write of anything, just because you get to, I like interview my clients and then I get to write about what they say. Yeah. That's like, it's really cool. Valuable. I like struggle with, I'm like, what's cool about me? I like, I like, I like 
wine. <laughs> oh, you have to. Uh, wine is great. But like you should have people. That's another thing. I mean, that's more of a tip than like where to find me. But like seriously, have people ask you questions about yourself and then have them just write down what you say. And then you realize you say really interesting and cool things. And like you would have never. But like you're with you so much, you would never hear it that way. Yeah, exactly. You're like, you know, that doesn't sound great. Like coming out of your mouth when people are asking you, like when you're trying to think, oh yeah, what should I write about myself? It's like, oh yeah, I like I like wine. Um, I have a dog. You know, it's like it doesn't seem interesting, but like when people ask you instead of you asking yourself, I feel like your answers a little are a little better. Yeah, if you think about why did you start this business, the answer to that question is usually a wonderful way to write your about page. It's almost yeah. always a wonderful way to do it. I mean, if you have a specific story you want to tell, it can be structured differently, but that's like the that's a question anybody can answer and you're always going to sound interesting. I exactly. feel like. Yeah. Oh, and you can find me if I may. <laughs> Sorry. You can find me at lizteresa.com and it's L I Z T H E R E S A and I'm at Liz Teresa like everywhere, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, although I could get better at Twitter, but like I'm really, I'm everywhere. Um, yeah. And then I also have a free copywriting training video at freecopyvideo.com. So like if you want to get better at your own website copy, it's only seven minutes long because I'm like, who has time for that? You know? <laughs> well, I will leave everything in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Um, and you're not trying to type in different things while you're driving because yeah, don't text and drive so dangerous and bad. Because <laughs> yeah. I know that's when I usually listen to podcasts um, when I'm when I have a long trip or I'm going to the grocery store because I don't really have long commutes anymore. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'll leave everything in the show notes. And thank you so much, Liz, for being a guest. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode dash 20. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.